Welcome to this sermon podcast from Myo Baptist Church, and thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that God's Word will be an encouragement to you and a reminder that the Bible has all the answers to living a successful and fulfilled life. Again, thanks for listening. We now join the service in progress. Over 20 years ago, we were trying to figure out when, but it was over 20 years ago at a, at a Christian camp. He was a youth pastor. He and his wife are Canadians. But don't worry, they speak very good English. You won't have any, you won't have any trouble. They really are Canadians, and he was a youth pastor in Canada. And we've maintained that friendship through the years. Haven't seen each other as much as I think we would like to have, but our paths cross occasionally. Um, he started a church in the Toronto area, uh, but most recently pastored here in the States, in Toledo, Liberty Baptist Church in Toledo, Ohio. And he resigned as pastor last Sunday. And he wasn't forced to resign, okay? He wasn't forced. In fact, he told me it was the hardest decision he ever made in his life. But the opportunity came up for him to travel with Baptist Church Planning Ministries, which you're going to hear much more about this afternoon. And I know, and I understand as a, as a fellow pastor how hard it would have been to say goodbye to his people last week. But the, he, I think he's uniquely qualified to pursue the ministry that he is now a part of. And the Lord provided them a good pastor that's in that pulpit today. And so the Lord takes care of his church and the Lord will take care of Brother Rick. And he's going to tell us more about that ministry uh, this, this afternoon. So I don't want you to miss it. It's a fascinating ministry and it's one of the best ministries I know of. And I'm glad that we are a part of that. He's going to preach to us this morning. So Brother Russ, you come right ahead, sir. We for your friendship and excited about what the Lord is going to do for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Take your Bibles, please. Turn to Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter number 13. Brother McMorris, I don't know if I told you this or not, but uh, come this uh, October, I believe it is, we'll be American citizens for one year. Amen. So we, we've gone and we came through the front door and we, did, we went through all the proper steps and uh, uh, we did the green card first, visa, green card and citizenship. Amen. And uh, so praise the Lord for that. And uh, we are excited about that. Um, it's funny when we moved here, my two daughters said, well, when we get older, we're moving back to Canada marrying Canadians. My daughter, oldest daughter, is married to a Marine and my younger daughter just married a guy from California. So uh, uh, praise the Lord. We are embedded in America now. I have two grandchildren, and I keep telling them, though, at least to, because, see, they're entitled to Canadian citizenship, too. I said, get them their Canadian citizenship, and the dad's like, no, no, they're fine as an American. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's great to see Brother Jamie again. He couldn't remember where he met me. I, I'm, I'm shocked. How could he not remember where he met me? It, it was at a conference in Indiana. I didn't know him from Adam, and... Uh, if you get to know me, you'll, you'll understand this. But he comes in the elevator with his wife, and I start, I forget what I was picking, him on, picking on him about, but I just started giving him the gears. And he didn't know who I was. I didn't know who he was. And then I said, well, where do you serve? And he goes, uh, Mile Baptist Church. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and so then I saw him with his passion. I said, you know, he was insulting me on the elevator today and tried to get him in more trouble. But it's, it is a great blessing and honor, really, is, uh, for me, uh, there's very few pulpits and churches that I consider so sacred and such a blessing to be in as it is here at Mile Baptist Church. And it's a great blessing 
for us to kick off our very first Sunday with Baptist Church Planning Ministry right here. And uh, I was saying to my wife on the way in, when we're up north during the summers with our trailer, we're just going to pull in here whenever we have some time free. We'll just pull in, and uh, we want to spend more and more time with uh, your pastor and his wife, and so we praise God for that. All right, we're getting into the uh, fall season. Kids are going back to school, uh, supposed to be going back to school tomorrow, or not tomorrow, Tuesday, I guess, up here in uh, Michigan. Uh, Going back to school on Tuesday. Things get back to normal. You go into your fall programs. You have your revival service coming up. You have your Love Works project going on. That's fantastic. And uh, this is the time of year again uh, to get vacations behind us. Amen. And uh, uh, to uh, get that summer relaxation time behind us and get back to uh, full-time thinking, all right, this is what I'm going to be doing at church and, and uh, our walk with the Lord and getting our kids going and growing and all of these kind of things. And it's really a time to focus again on our own personal growth, our own personal walk with the Lord, kind of a, a fall revival here uh, to get our hearts going again uh, to reach our community for Christ and as we'll talk about this afternoon, your state for Christ and your nation for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's what we need to be focusing on. And so here, of course, is a great passage, Matthew chapter 13, where Jesus Christ gives a parable, the parable of the sower. He says in verse number three, he says, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell by in stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth. When the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. And others, But other fell, among, fell into good ground and brought forth fruits, some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. See here in verse number three, it says, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, But we notice that the seed could fall on four different types of soil. The four soils are listed there in verse number four uh, as the the wayside. Verse number five is stony places. Verse seven, thorn among the thorns. And in verse eight, the good soil. Jesus told that simple illustration. And then he says in verse number nine, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Which is another way of saying, do you guys understand what I've just said to you? Do you understand? Do you comprehend what I'm trying to teach you, right? Uh, parents, sometimes you have to do that with your kids, right? You're ground by the shoulders. Look at me. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, right? Sometimes your pastor feels like he needs to go up to you and say, look at me. Do you understand what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to teach you here from God's Word? And that's what Jesus Christ is saying here. So he goes and explains it. And verse number 18, and we'll take time to to read all of that right now, but uh, in verse number 18, he starts to explain the parable that he just shared with them telling them how privileged they were to have these explanations which he gave them, and not to the crowds. He says, Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower, in verse number 18. He's saying, Let me tell you what I've just said. Let me tell you what I'm trying to tell you in this story. Let me take you from what is obvious to what I'm talking about spiritually. Now, here it's a small community. I'm guessing there's some farmers here in our presence 
I am not a farmer. I was raised in a small town, 15,000, but I was a townie, all right? And uh, so my farming experience isn't the greatest. I could tell you some stories you'd all laugh and, and would never hire me to work on your farm. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, the illustration to farmers about sowing seed and seeing the seed grow and then harvesting the seed it's it's obvious to you, right? You you comprehend that. You do it all the time. It, it's not a miracle to you to, to think of plowing fields, getting them prepared, put the seed in it, and this time of year, go out there and, and reap the harvest, right? It, it's nothing that hard for you to understand. But he's saying, listen, this is the obvious. Let me tell you what I'm talking about spiritually. Let me tell you what I'm trying to teach you. And you know, that's what your pastor does every Sunday. He gets up here from the Word of God, and he says, now listen, this is what the Word of God says. Have you ever read your Bible, closed your Bible, and somebody says to you, what passage did you just read? You didn't even know what book of the Bible you read. And, and, and sometimes the reason is you read the Word of God, and you've heard that over and over and over again, and it's very familiar to you. And, and I'd encourage you, by the way, in your daily devotions to stop and say, God, give me one thing out of this passage that I can use today. And it helps you focus on what you're reading. But sometimes it's easy to read a passage like this and, and you're like, oh, okay. But then your pastor says, now let me explain what God is trying to teach you here from, from his word. And that's what your pastor does. That's what Jesus Christ is doing here. And he tells us here about the elements for growth. There are three components here. There's the sower, there's the seed, and there's the soil. That's all, he, that's all he gives us. In verse number 3, uh, he, the, the parable doesn't say anything at all about the sower. Just a sower went out to sow. And when you think about that, uh, the focus here is not on the sower. Now, I have had people over my years of ministry come to me and say, if I had a preacher like you, I would get something out of the Word of God. Okay. Now, I've also had people say, I need to go somewhere where I can get fed. I'm the same person, but anyhow, uh, I've heard people say, well, you know, you don't understand. My Sunday school teacher is as dry as toast on a Wednesday, and uh, I get nothing out of it at all. You know, my, my Sunday school teacher, he doesn't have any sense of humor whatsoever. I get nothing out of him. And the focus is on the teacher. You know, one thing I've learned in ministry, too, sometimes you guys, your pastor might bring in a guest speaker, and you go, wow. Well, my daughter now goes to a church under one of the big name speakers here in America. And uh, her husband grew up in that church. And when I say, wow, he goes, well, he's my pastor. I've heard him all my life. You know, <laughs> that's it. It, it. There's no wow factor for him because that's all he's known is, is this gentleman as uh, his pastor. But the thing is here, the Word of God is not talking about the sower. And sometimes we focus on that a little too much. Is You know, what does our, our speaker look like? What does he sound like? Does he tell enough jokes? Is uh, You know, did he go too long? And we focus on the sower, and that's not really the focus here. The next thing he talks about is the seed. In verse number 19, he explains what the seed is. says, uh, when anyone hear it, the word of the kingdom. And of course, what he's talking about here is the seed is the word of God. And again, he doesn't emphasize the seed. He doesn't emphasize the word of God. And in this case, he does not have to. Why? Because it's the word of God. It's the Bible. It's all powerful. It's, it's God's word. And with the Holy Spirit of God 
uh, moving with the sowing of the seed, we don't have to worry about the seed whatsoever. There's, there's no concern with the seed. If, if, uh, can you imagine uh, a, you know, a 12-year-old comes up to me uh, with, a, with a pocket knife and he tries to rob me and, a, and, and I pull out a, an 11-inch barrel, uh, you know, 357 Magnum, uh, who's going to dealt the power of the gun? Right? Who's going to doubt the power that I can be victorious in this battle, all right? in this fight that's about here uh, to take place? Right? There's no doubt because we all understand the power of a gun that powerful, the power of those, those bullets that are in that gun, and we know what that thing can do. And that's why there's really no conversation here. There's no dwelling on the seed because it is God's Word. Amen? And I thank God across America today, God's Word is being opened. Again, I used to be foolish in my younger years. Uh, I don't know if you know Brother Roy Thompson that well or not, but uh, he was uh, one of the first preachers I heard as a young man, and I loved his style of preaching. And I thought nobody could ever hear the Word of God. Nobody could grow in the Word of God unless they preached like Brother Thompson. And I remember one time uh, uh, a man came to uh, a conference that I was at, and I heard he had started a church, and he spoke, and to me... It was just monotone. And I said, that man will never build a church. See, I'm the Holy Spirit and I know these things. And uh, I didn't realize his church was already running 900 and now it runs close to 2,000. And again, he's one of these guys who never moves, never raises his voice. It's always the same. To me, that I would think, man, that would be hard. You go to his church. If you went to visit there and you criticize the pastor speaking, they'll pick you up and throw you out the front door, all right? They love their pastor, all right? And he's doing a great job. Why? Because it doesn't matter all the, the flash and all of those things. That's not the, that's not the main concern. We're not concerned about the seed because the seed is the Word of God. And the seed is the Word of God and is all powerful. Amen? And we know that the seed, the, word, the gospel of Jesus Christ comes from uh, the Word of God. And it doesn't matter if you're a little child. It doesn't matter if you're just a new Christian. Uh, it doesn't matter if you say, I'm not educated. Right? It doesn't matter uh, what level of life you're at. If you learn the, the basic truths of the Word of God and you share the gospel of Jesus Christ with somebody, the power of the seed, the power of the Word of God will save souls. I thank God at age 16, somebody opened the Word of God with me and shared with me how I can know Jesus Christ as my Savior. And thank God at that time, I believed God's Word and I trusted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I pray that if there's one here today, you say, what on earth are you talking about? What are you talking about getting saved? What are you talking about knowing for sure that when you leave this earth you can go to heaven? I encourage you at the end of the service, there's going to be a a time of invitation where you would come and let somebody share with you from God's Word how you personally can know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. And I don't care who it is that would share that with you here. If they are sharing with you the seed of God's Word, God's Word is powerful. It'll save your soul. You'll say, Pastor, you don't know my background. You don't know how I've lived. You don't know all the things that I've done. I don't care what your life was before uh, today. God's Word can save you. Amen? It's a powerful seed. So the sower is anyone who preaches the message. The sower is anyone who sows the seed. The seed is the Word of God, and it was created by God, and it was given to us. So the, the parable is all about sowing the seed. So now we get to the emphasis here. That brings us to the main emphasis of the parable, which is the soil. 
or the soils, as it's listed here. Let's read chapter 13 and verse number 19. It says, When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received the seed by the wayside. And so we see here that first one, that wayside uh, 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 soil that is being described here. It says, But that which is sown in his heart. Now we're coming to the very crux of the matter. The sower is anyone who presents the seed. The soil is the heart. The basic truth of this parable that Jesus taught is this. It's the results. Now listen for a second here. Listen carefully. The results of the hearing of the gospel always is conditioned. It's always dependent upon the condition of the soil not the skill of the sower. Again, I, I've been to conferences where pastors will go out and say, man, that guy was great. He was hilarious. Good. All right, as pastors, sometimes we like to learn new jokes, and we can go back to our people and share some jokes, but what am I getting out of a message where I can say, well, that was hilarious. I had fun. I had a good time. I got to get away, and I had good time. Well, I don't really need to drive an hour and a half to go listen to somebody tell jokes. You know, there's a lot of sources to get some jokes. I can just stay home and relax and, and uh, read some jokes or whatever. And, uh, but that's not the skill here. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about the dynamics of the, of the sower and all of those things. The, the entire thing... Everything that's happening this morning from your adult Bible fellowships, your Sunday school classes, your, uh, the morning service, the, the first hymn that sang, the choir opener that took place, the, the announcements, the worship of God through our offerings, all of those things, what we get out of it, what, what, what fruit is from that, what, what's going to happen this fall as your church goes into your revival services and goes into your love works projects and, and goes into the fall and tries to bring new guests into the church and see souls saved. All of the things that are going to happen here this fall are conditioned on one thing, the condition of your heart, the soil of your heart. If you hear the word and the message of Jesus Christ and you turn your back and walk away, it doesn't say anything about the seed. I'm not going to leave here today and say, well, boy, you know, not everybody came to the altar and wept and cried. Oh, I, I'm just a terrible preacher. I should just quit. I should stop serving God. It, it's not anything to do with that. It's, it, whatever happens here today, how your life changes has nothing to do with the hymn selection has nothing to do with the choir special choice, has nothing to do with the topic in your adult Bible fellowship, has nothing to do with the fact that I'm a guest speaker here today or your pastor is speaking. It comes down to one thing, the condition of your heart. Have you received the seed in Sunday school? Have you re- are you receiving the seed this morning? Are you going to receive the seed on Wednesday night? Are you going to receive the seed when the, when the, uh, the evangelists come and you have revival services? Is your heart prepared? 
Are you ready for growth? Are you ready to go into a new season? Amen. For a pastor, this exciting fall season is great. Then you go to Christmas. That's wonderful. And then you have a little bit of a break there for New Year's. And then you start the new year. Who doesn't like the exciting freshness of a new year? And then, of course, you're heading towards spring and all of that kind of stuff's happening in the newness of spring and the, the, the snow is melting and all that wonderful stuff. It's a great season of growth. It's a great season of, of excitement and the things of God and the thrill of the things of God. And it all is going to come down to one thing. How is your heart this season? How is your heart this year? Because I don't care who you are. I don't care if I were to have resigned our church and came here and joined this church and I sat there miserable, within a year I'd be gone. In a year I'd be saying, well, you know, Brother McMorris is not who I thought he was, you know. He's not as dynamic of a pastor as I really thought he was. No, it's not him. It's not the Bible, it's me. It would have been my heart. If style of preaching or teaching is what matters to you, you're only being reached at the flesh level. We've got to be careful about that, folks. We've got to watch ourselves. That if you ever left church and said, wow, that was a blessing. Now, hopefully you have. But what was the blessing? That you had fun talking to one of your friends? That you really liked the special that day? The guest speaker told a joke that you really enjoyed, and so that was the blessing? It's all the externals. It's all of the things that you desire to have. Or can you honestly say, I left God's house today, and the Word of God spoke to me, and the Spirit of God got into my heart and life, And he changed me. And and I want to go home and be a better husband. I want to be a a better father. I want to to be a better church member. I want to be a better Christian. I want to grow in my relationship with Christ. I want to spend more time in my Bible. I want to spend more time on my knees praying before God. I want to improve how I do my devotions. God's got a hold of my heart. The seed of God's word got into my heart. Got into the good soil. Amen. And that's the good soil that we should have in our hearts. uh, That is prepared. That God has worked in our hearts and lives. You say, Pastor, how on earth? can that happen? How on earth can I get to that way? How, can, how on earth can I get from being from a stony ground to a good soil? Well, every farmer here knows that. You've probably had some ground that needed some work, amen? And it doesn't happen overnight, but you got to start. you got to start doing something. you got to get the plow out. you got to do the work. you got to put the effort in it to get that soil ready to prepare and prepared for the seed. And this fall season's coming up. You can spend some extra time on your knees. You can spend some extra time in, your, in the Word. You can ask God this morning to say, God, how is my heart? What do I need to do in my heart and life? What needs to change in my heart so that you have control? So that the Word of God gets in and changes me. My life verse is, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I use that for my ministry also. I always have as a pastor. Growing, right? You farmers go out in the spring, you plant the seed, and the next morning you go up and you, you get up, you have your coffee, and you go out and reap the harvest, right? No. The next morning you get up and you don't see anything. It looks exactly like it was the last night when you went to bed. Growth takes some time, doesn't it? And so what do you do? You just keep watering. You keep doing what you got to do. You put the fertilizer out. You go out there and hoe. You do whatever it takes that you do to keep these plants growing and growing and, and, and uh, becoming vibrant. 
And we got to do that as Christians in our own heart. Let God get a hold of us and every day ask him, change me, soften my heart, mold me, break me. Don't say change my pastor. Don't say change my wife. Don't say change my kids. Don't say, don't say change Brother Bubba at the church. Change me. Get a hold of my heart. Break me. Make me into the Christian that you would have me to be. So when the seed of God's word is presented, it goes right into my heart. And it changes me. And I'll grow in grace and in the knowledge of my Lord and Savior. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for the simple truths of this parable. And God, I pray that you would help us to understand here today the key of this parable is not who is sowing the seed. It's not the seed because the seed is all-powerful. It all comes down to the condition of our hearts. God, today, help us to examine our hearts and help us to see and make a determination. Is my heart prepared to receive the seed of God's Word? I thank you and praise you in Christ's name. Thank you for listening to today's message. We hope that the service was a blessing to you and that you were encouraged by God's Word. If you have any questions about Mile Baptist Church, please contact us anytime. You can find contact information on our website at myobaptistchurch.com. Thanks for listening.